0: History of Oklahoma is about winning championships. Trying to make something happen, he breaks free, and he breaks out. Forget the field goal. Win it with a touchdown. What is up, Sooner Nation? I am Casey Mellon, and you are now in a Sooner state of mind. Make sure you like and subscribe on Apple Podcast and Spotify. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL. College football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips, with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Sooner State of Mind family, happy November to you. I've been slamming Halloween candy for a week straight. I need this football game to hurry up and get here to get the bad taste of the Kansas game out of my mouth. As well as the nervousness that comes with the game. So I can stop eating these fun-sized Kit Kats. Not so fun anymore. How many does one really need? Don't ask because we blew by that number on Wednesday. (laughs) And the weekend is almost here. It's Bedlam. The final Big 12 version. The final one for who knows how long. And for such a big game... The series has been very one-sided. OU leads, 91 wins, 19 losses, and 7 ties. The Sooners are winners in 7 of the last 8, including last year's 28-13 win. That was when OU jumped out to a 28-0 lead in the first quarter. And then they didn't score again. Such a weird game. But that was a win the Sooners really needed. Although I guess the most memorable game of the last few years would be the 2021 game. And even though Caleb Williams really struggled in the second half, OU was up 33-24 going into the fourth quarter. That was until OSU went on a 13-0 run to take the lead on the Sooners' final possession. A non-called pass interference in the end zone prevented the Sooners from taking the lead, preserving the 33-37 win for the Pokes. You guys know that was pass interference. Should have been called, but it wasn't. And that non-call would set off a chain of events that would rock the college football world. Just after the loss, Lincoln Riley went on TV saying he would not be the new coach at LSU. Which at the time seemed to be a weird way of saying, I will remain the head coach at Oklahoma. Instead, like a weasel of the night, Riley packed his bags Packed up his quarterback, a handful of players and coaches, and stepped out the front door like a ghost into the fog. Headed to the Mecca, air quotes if you're just listening and not watching. It didn't feel like a gift at the time, but it was absolutely a blessing in disguise. After a few weeks of panic, Josie did Josie things and brought home one of our own, Mr. Brent Venables. And here we are again with both teams needing wins to keep their Big 12 hopes and potentially for the Sooners, a CFP birth alive. But maybe even bigger than that is this, the final chapter in one of the greatest books ever written. There's not really a cooler name out there for an in-state rivalry game other than Bedlam defined as a noisy situation with no order. That pretty much sums it up. I think this one is going to feel even crazier than the Texas game did just a couple weeks ago. As all the hurt, the feelings of abandonment, the finality of such a long-running series come crashing down in Stillwater. If you don't think we're going to get the absolute best effort possible from the pokes then you don't know bedlam now for those pokes this year did not start very well struggling with central arkansas and arizona state before losing at home to south alabama and then on the road to iowa state part of the reason for a while these pokes had three quarterbacks and when you have three quarterbacks you don't have a quarterback but since then They've locked in with senior quarterback Alan Bowman, who's been okay, but he brought stability and leadership, which has led to a four-game win streak. But what's really led to the four-game win streak is sophomore sensation running back Ollie Gordon II. On the year, this cat, 141 rushes, 1,087 yards, 10 touchdowns. That's sick, dude. 7.7 yards per carry. He's rushed for more than 120 yards in five straight games. And in his last two games, he's gone for 271 and 282 with six touchdowns. That's over 10 yards a carry. Sooner fan, I would say that this causes me a very high level of concern. The way we've been tackling the last couple weeks... That's going to get us beat in this game. Poor angles, that will get us beat in this game. Lack of discipline will get us beat in this game. Not getting off blocks, yeah, you know where I'm going. That will get us beat in this game. The good news is, all of those things are fixable. And they are all the things we've done well at times this season. It's just gotten a little sloppy, lady. Lately. Lady. Hey, lady. But nothing that can't be fixed, but it all starts up front. Not sure what the linebacker situation is going to look like on Saturday. Not sure what the status of Danny Stutzman will be. I think he will play no matter what, but what will that ankle allow him to do? He would play with a freaking bear trap on that ankle if he had to. I just worry that it will limit him and it won't be his will to play though. That's definitely for sure. And if Stutz can't go or is limited, that creates an opportunity for redshirt freshman Kip Lewis. This dude is a rising star. Now, you don't replace a guy like Danny Stutzman, but most people don't have a Kip Lewis on their roster either. This dude would already be starting at a bunch of other schools. Another young linebacker, making a name for themselves, Kobe McKenzie. I have no worries about those guys being ready for the challenge they've called upon, and before too much longer, they are going to be very hard to keep off the field. I mentioned the guys up front needing to get off their blocks, something they were not great at last week. I do expect a higher, more intense level of focus this week, especially from Trace Ford. Trace Ford, one of the only players to ever transfer from OSU to OU, maybe the only one. It's been a brutal last few years for Ford as he's dealt with two different ACL tears and a fractured kneecap. He's finally healthy and playing very well for the Sooners. Ford has been named a captain for this game, and he will be highly motivated to wreak havoc. And it's not that I'm not worried about the passing game, but I'm just very worried about the run game. Now, speaking of that pass game, maybe no Jaden Bray in this one. He missed last week. Already banged up at receiver. The pokes might be forced into burning the red shirt on Leon Johnson the third. The D3 transfer has all the tools, six-five-two-seventeen, 217, but he's still very raw. He's played in four games. They don't want to burn that red shirt, but they might have to if he's forced into action in this one. They do have senior Brennan Presley, who the Sooners are definitely familiar with, 9 for 118 last year. I'm also a little concerned with our injuries on the back end. Peyton Bowen didn't play last week. It would be nice if the stud freshman could at least get a taste of this last bedlam. Gentry Williams, a little banged up, but he's been practicing this week, and he was named a captain, so that sounds promising for his availability. And hopefully the birthday boy, Woody Washington, can recapture his 2021 game vibes when he had six solo tackles, two interceptions, and a PBU in his last visit to Stillwater. Flip it over to the offense for the Sooners. Lots of people calling for Levy's head this week. Maybe a bit of an overreaction. Sooner Nation has been known to fly off the handle just a little bit. And I do get the frustration, though. I understand completely. We have veteran quarterback Heisman candidate in Dylan Gabriel that up until last week had really played well, especially when games had been on the line. And it's not that he didn't play well last week. He did have the early pick six, but it felt like Levy kind of took the game out of his hands, and that would be a terrible mistake to repeat in this game. DG has been the best thing about this offense all season long. It's not close. He makes it go. We need it to be dime time all day on Saturday. I also want to see more Brennan Thompson. The dude only has three catches on the season, but those three catches have gone for 101 yards. I'm no math wizard, but that's over 30 yards a catch. Put him on the outside and let him fly. Now, last week, OU only threw the ball 19 times on 74 offensive snaps. And we didn't take many chances downfield. That needs to be different on Saturday. I also want to see Lebby feed Drake Stoops. It would be very fitting for Drake to put the Stoops stamp on his final bedlam. I want Stoops with at least eight catches and two touchdowns. I know we have a lot of weapons at the receiver position. Let's make these pokes stop us and not stop ourselves. Let's force the action. Rocket fire, baby. Get it downfield. Let's do some work. I'm also sensing Sooner Nation is not pleased with all the jet sweeps. Just a hunch. I don't know. (laughs) And as the late, great Al Davis would say, go vertical. Also... In my brain, I was thinking, what about Gibson, Anderson, Freeman, and Thompson all on the field at the same time? Talk about a turbo package. What is the defense supposed to do with that? That is some speed. Can we get it at least once? Now, the irony of the Kansas game is that it was probably our best running output of the season as a team. 55 carries for 269 yards. That sounds pretty good. But once again, the longest run of the day, not so long, only 28 yards. It would be great to see one of our guys break one off for 50-plus. Big play to the house. Come on, we need it. It's been missing. Now, Okie State's Nicholas Martin, linebacker, he leads the Big 12 with 83 tackles, he also leads the Cowboys in tackles and sacks with five of those bad boys and 11 and a half TFLs. Colin Oliver, pretty good too. He's the other linebacker. He has four sacks. Safety Cameron Epps, he has three interceptions. So there are, all, there are some players on this Pokes defense. Tawi Walker came back like a man on fire and went man on fire Denzel on the Jayhawks last week. 23 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Now, unfortunately, he left with an ankle injury too, but BV said this week the Sooners had their fingers crossed that both Stutzman and Walker would be available in Bedlam. Sooner Nation, hopefully we can collectively Sooner State of Mind it into existence that both Walker and Stutz can play and do play well and are not hampered by those injuries. Put the energy towards it, people. Manifest. Think about it. Make it happen. Now, no Marcus Major last week, and I'm not sure of his status going into this game, but it would also be nice to see Major go out with some flavor. The frustrating thing is all the backs have had the opportunity to take over walkers come the closest, so hopefully injury does not get in the way of that, but it's not something we're used to seeing. The Sooners used nine different offensive linemen against Kansas. Some of the mixing and matching was due to in-game injuries, others due to quality of play. Too much talent on the line for them not to figure things out. I did think we showed signs of physical domination last week. We need more of that. Impose our will on them. Wear down them pokes. When the Sooners have struggled this year, they've compounded their problems with lackadaisical effort or mistakes. That's been creeping in lately, and that needs to be snuffed out. Sooners, just two for 10 on third down last week. 11 penalties for 101 yards last week, too, including the drive with three personal fouls that led to a touchdown. In close games, those mistakes are magnified and make the difference. Gotta clean it up. A lot of penalties, (laughs) but I do not expect to get any love from these refs on Saturday. I actually expect just the opposite. And if you expect the opposite, you'll be pleasantly surprised if the refs don't screw us in this game. But the only way to avoid that is to not make it close enough that a crap call can sizzle us with the game on the line. Cleaning up the slop is the only thing holding this team back. They have talent All over on both sides of the ball. They just need to play like the team they want to be. Now, I can see how they didn't get up for the Kansas game and might not have shown that opponent the respect they needed to. And that proved to be very costly. I do not think that will be an issue on Saturday. Lack of execution will be what does this team in if they lose this game. That's the great thing about football. It forces you to literally and figuratively tackle the things that are an area of weakness. It forces you to face adversity, to continually test yourself, to keep proving yourself. The great ones look at that as opportunity. The great ones want that opportunity. That's what this team should want, and I think that's what they do want. On the day, you're either good enough or you're not. Cannot have busted coverages. These pokes are going to make some plays. You just got to make them earn everything. If we tackle well, we will win this game. And as bad as we played last week, Kansas still tried to give us the game. The Ethan Downs interception, that should have sealed the deal. That should have been it. Not playing well and still beating UCF wasn't the wake-up call that we thought it would be. It actually might have fed some complacency. You know, we didn't have to play that well, found a way to win at the end. That might have created an issue. And sometimes it takes the sting of a loss to really get your attention. And if that's the case, these pokes should have our full attention. Cats on defense need to wrap up, not just blow up the runner. Arm tackles will make you look foolish, and bad angles will get you burnt. Ollie is no joke. Sooners cannot go in not fully focused. You got to wrap this cat up. You got to get him to the ground. Now Bedlam runs deeper in our house more than most my sister, and a lot of her closest friends are all Oki State alum, and I can't even watch this game with her. I know I'm no fun to watch a game with, but she's really no fun to watch a game with. Super loud, super annoying, rooting for those pokes, making me crazy. We don't really watch the games together anymore when we have the opportunity, and there's usually a two-day cooling-off period before we call and talk about the game, Sometimes longer, depending on the stakes. (laughs) Stakes are high in this one. I don't know that they could be higher. Drake Stoops, Ethan Downs, Trace Ford, Gavin Freeman, Gentry Williams. They're captains for this game. All five of those guys played their high school football in Oklahoma. BV on the pulse showing these guys and all future in-state recruits the value of the Sooner brand. Not only that, but letting the Okie boys repped in Sooners in the final bedlam. Picking up a couple in-state recruits leading into this game. Tulsa Union, man, we are locking those cats down. More of that later in the week. Now, before losing to Kansas, the Sooners opened the season 7-0. A win on Saturday could start another 7-0 and run. If they do that, they will end the season as national champions. But you can't go 7-0 if you don't go 1-0. Can I get a hell yeah? Let's finish this bedlam the right way. Beat these pokes. Keep everything right in front of us. And we'll see how it goes down the stretch. There is more Tasty Week 10 college football action starting right here in the Big Twelve. Said last week there are five four and one teams in the Big Twelve. We're gonna know a lot more on how the conference will shake out after Saturday. Two of those teams meeting in our next game. Number twenty three, Kansas State at number seven, Texas. Since dropping that game to the Pokes. Wildcats have outscored opponents 123-24. to Since that last to the pokes, Will Howard has not thrown an interception. The Wildcats need more of that. Malik Murphy was okay in his first start last week, but he didn't have to do too much. BYU could not get anything going. I'm not sure that's going to be the case on Saturday. The winner of this game has the inside track to the Big 12 Championship. And a Longhorn win? That is going to keep them in the CFP race, too. Huge game. Number 12, Missouri at number two, Georgia. And despite the number 12 ranking, I would be shocked if this isn't the dogs blowing out the Tigers. Georgia yet to really be tested. I think that test doesn't come until the SEC championship. Unless I just jink them. My notes say insert monarchal laugh here. (laughs) I don't think it's going to be enough. Jinx or not. Number 21, Kansas at Iowa State. Iowa State, no chance at the playoff, but still right in the mix for the Big 12 and a New Year's Six Bowl. KU on the outside looking in for the Big 12 dream, but not dead yet. Playing some pretty good football. Number five, Washington at number 20, USC. And isn't this some delicious irony? Told you last week, the football gods were cruel. Sooner Nation has to root for Tebow and Caleb. Gross, right? We need UW to take a loss for the chaos factor, to open a path to the CFP for a one-loss conference champion. I know it feels dirty to root for USC, and if you can't, I dig it. Respect. Number 14, LSU at number 8, Alabama. And since that week one lost to Florida State, this LSU team has scored at least 40 points in six of seven games. They could ruin Bama's run to the SEC title game and throw some chaos into that SEC West. But if Bama handles their biz... This should be their last real test until a game versus Georgia in the SEC championship. You think the emperor would love a shot to extract revenge versus Kirby and end the Georgia win streak? Can the Millennium Falcon make the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs? Get damn straight. Make sure you come back in a few days where we will recap what was hopefully a huge Bedlam win. And if you haven't gotten a chance to check out our interview with Peach Bowl president and CEO Gary Stokan, go check it out. He shares a lot of great information and insight. Also, head on over to believe.com. That's B L E A V.com. Go to shows, type in sooner state of mind. You are locked. So much great content. Every team, every topic, everywhere. Believe.com. If you want to watch Sooner State of Mind, head on over to YouTube and search the football dudes. We are there. Sooner State of Mind is brought to you by BetOnline. My name is Casey Mallon. I'm in Sooner State of Mind. Thanks for listening. Go Sooner.